What's up, Freedom Church family? We are so glad that you've decided to join us today. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that God's word is crucial to experiencing his true freedom. We pray that you will find hope and that God will speak to you wherever you are through today's message. Come on, that's that's good, but let's give our hands to the Lord Jesus. Come on, he is the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, what a joy it is to be with y'all. You may be seated. You may be seated. I got some scripture for you, and we're going to get right in um, just for sake of time. Um, this is a strong word. I believe it's it's the word that the Lord wants us to hear. Um, super excited about it, and uh, we want to get in. And so, you know, I heard y'all love the word here, and uh, every time I come to Freedom Church, we get free. Amen. And uh, to have a name and to actually do what's in the name is even stronger. And God is faithful. Um, if you have your Bibles, uh, you can turn to or click to Second uh, Kings chapter 5. Second Kings chapter 5. And as you turn, um, I just want to honor your pastors. Um, Pastor Israel, it is a blessing, sir. We've become brothers, um, but in the midst of becoming brothers, you've been a high, distinguished friend. And for that, I thank God for you, sir. And Miss Stephanie, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have him. Okay. Your prayer, your consistency, your quiet strength speaks volumes. And this girl right here and I, we absolutely love you. So, uh, you know, my wife is here. We're here to just bring some hope and joy and some strength. And so uh, I'm just stalling. You, you have it. If you have it, say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it'll also be on the screen. Now, um, it's one of my customs to just read a lot of scripture up top and then extract truth upon truth. Okay. And so I'm going to read a lot of scriptures just just it's a whole story you knowing your pastor you've probably heard this you know so i'll try to uh, add some to it and and challenge us today and so um second kings chapter five verses one it says now can you say now i can't hear you freedom say now now naaman commander of the army of the king of syria was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him the lord has given his or victory to syria he is also a mighty man of valor, but the scripture says, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought captive, back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife, and then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master saying thus and thus said the girl whom is from the land of Israel then the king of Syria said go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel so he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver 6,000 shekels of gold 10 changes of clothing then he brought the letter to the king of Israel which said now be advised when this letter comes to you 
that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened when the king um, of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I the God to kill and make alive that this uh, man sends me, um, uh, this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come down to me and he sh that he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went, a few more verses, um, then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house, at a, and Elisha said to the messenger, go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away um, and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. And not are not uh, Abana and far par the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage, and his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have not done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Last verse. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his aides and came and stood before him and said, indeed, now. Can somebody say now? Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. Would you bow your head just really quick? Heavenly Father, you are already here. Your blessing you're establishing. But what I sense very strongly is that you're taking us to an unseen place. We love you. We honor you. We welcome you. We give you the stage. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. If I were to title today's message, tonight's message, I would title it Invisible invisible you know I was discussing something with my wife a few weeks back and she mentioned a statement that um, she said over the years a few times she said multiple times this statement but I really wasn't fully paying attention okay and I don't know about you guys if you have a wife and she's talking I hopefully uh, you hear everything your wife is saying. And there's sometimes she's talking and I don't always hear everything she's declaring. And forgive me in the in the sight of everybody. But she said um, sometimes people can be a bit judgy because uh, they don't always see something. Now, in the process of 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 this tonight, um, she she challenged me a while ago with this concept. And this is where the seed of this message came from. 
You know, I did some research, and this seems morbid, but I did some research, and I uh, went online, and I saw something that was intriguing. Okay, the leading cause, causes of death, which is a great way to start a message, okay? <laughs> the leading causes of death, okay, in the U.S. are heart disease, cancer, accidental injuries, cardiovascular diseases, and chronic lower respiratory diseases. Four out of five of these are undetectable, unseen, unknown, invisible. So much so that some of us could be wrestling with something that we know not because it's undetected. Why would we detect something we haven't seen? Okay, um, The means that the majority of people that are being taken out in our earth and in our world are being taken out by things that are invisible. Things that we can't detect, discern, decide, point out and see from the outside. And Topia, my wife, she brought up something when we travel each and every time. She has a wheelchair. It's not her favorite. Sometimes she requires a wheelchair because she can get fatigued. And um, so we'll get to the airport and we'll check the wheelchair and they will take it to the gate and she will wait and we pay for wheelchair service. So we're waiting patiently and you know, I mean, it's my wife. I'm excited. My wife's fine, you know, and she's beautiful. And I love my bride. And she goes up to the gate and she tells me each and every time multiple people will walk by her multiple times. After a while, she'll say, uh, excuse me. Uh, hey, uh, you here. Um, I have asked for wheelchair service and you keep walking by me and. They don't really see the fact that this beautiful woman has an invisible disability. Which underscored this concept that this whole message has been developed by. Okay, Because um, today as the Lord challenged me, I began to run across, um, as I was praying for tonight, run across this subject of this man in 2 Kings chapter 5 that... Um, I'm here to submit to you today um, that he was infected by a disease that he cannot even see. Hmm. But before we underscore that, I want to tell you something. So uh, as I study the word, I don't know about you. Sometimes we we run into multiple people. Now, you are in a church where the soil is rich and the nutrients are deep and you get good, good word. Can we put our hands together for our pastor? You, you get good word. I, I've been to a lot of churches. I've served in other churches. And that is not always the fact. So you, you understand the need for good word. And I uncovered something in this text. OK. And as I study, the Lord is always and regularly and routinely brought me back to study the subject of prophets. The subject of prophets, we, we've all heard of the prophet Isaiah, the eagle eye prophet. He's a beast. He sees things afar off. We've heard of Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. And some of us probably studied Ezekiel, who for me, he's the crazy prophet because he saw all kinds of stuff that I don't know if I'm ready to see a wheel in between the wheel with eyes looking at me and wings looking at me. And I'm not ready. 
We, we, we see Daniel. The scripture says that Daniel was a prophet and declared stuff afar off. Some of us, David is our dog. We love preaching on David. We love reading on David. We've read first and second Samuel and first and second Chronicles multiple times because we can't get enough of David. And if you're preaching back at me, some of y'all like Peter. I like Peter, too, because he lets me know that uh, my craziness is okay. Somebody say amen. Okay, and that's the reality. But God has oftentimes brought me back to prophets. He's brought me back to underscore this inside of prophets. And we know this prophet named Elijah. Elijah is a beast. He's he's known as the fire prophet, the fire, the prophet that was bold, that stepped on a mountain and looked at 850 and said, you calling your God, I'll call him mine and we'll see who answers by fire. That's boldness. Right. We know this by Elijah because Elijah is underscored as the son of thunder. And there was a man named Elisha. Can you say Elisha? Elisha was his protege and Elisha just two chapters before received a mantle of heaven when Elijah just that is the river splitting and all of a sudden the mantle and Elisha is saying my father my father and his horsemen and this fabric begins to come down from heaven he sees his father go up he grabs the mantle and he returns the favor and he's got this same anointing Elisha was the protege but he wasn't exact the son of thunder the prophet, the, the, the son of Shaphat versus Elijah the Tishbite. But Elisha means God saves. My God saves. See, we can look at Elijah and see John the Baptist in the New Testament. I'm going somewhere with this. We can see John in the New Testament, okay, looking like John the Baptist, okay, bold and brass. But we can see through Elisha, Jesus, the Savior of the world. And here we meet a man named Naaman. Can you say Naaman? I love Naaman because he is a man. He is a person. He is someone in history. He is real. And his name is Naaman. The name means pleasantness. Now, I don't know if he was a pleasant person. I don't know if he came from a pleasant background. All we know historically is that Naaman was a beast. The scripture says that he was um, second in command to the king of Syria. Okay, the king of Syria, if you're a Bible geek, okay, he was Ben-Hadad II. And this man in particular um, uh, commanded Naaman to go out and win wars on his behalf. We know this from 1 Kings. And he came even to this exact location and beat up the children of God and took one of the little girls and made this girl their slave. I don't know if that's pleasant. <laughs> Maybe you could call it pleasant. But in my Webster's dictionary, that's not pleasant. 
But Naaman was one who it says he was distinguished and honored. Okay, he had the favor of his master, the king. He was known and was established. Could you imagine this man walking always with horses, royalty chilling? Okay, I don't know if he was always with horses. I, I, I don't know if that was the thing. I don't know if he was with pomp and circumstance. You've seen people like this, right? People that everywhere you walk, they can't just relax and give you some. This is why I love Pastor Is, because every time you see him, Pastor Israel will be, hey, what's up? That's my dog right there. But some, you might walk in and they're, hello. Right? Pomp and circumstance, no shade on naming. That was his position. He was used to it. He was second in Syria. And to be second in a whole country is to be seen with royalty and known. And there was something about naming that was seen and known. But there was something that was unique. And I said something to you. He was infected with a disease that he could not see. Now, if you know this story, you would probably call my bluff. You would probably say, bro, did you study? Did you really study this? And I'm here to tell you I did. Okay, And I'm here to submit to you some truth. But before we get into that, let me underscore a few definitions real quick. Okay, You have to understand real quick what leprosy is. Leprosy shows up in the scriptures multiple times. We said that Naaman was this, he was that, he was favorable, he was honored. But the scripture ends in verse 1 that Naaman was also a leper, right? Could you imagine walking and talking and having it all together and having a uniform that when they seen your uniform, they seen your swag, your drip, they saw those shoes, those new sparkling ones that you got, they see them and you blinging in the earth, but underneath your armor, you're sick. Underneath what you pretend and you showcase, underneath your hat, underneath what you showcase, you're struggling. Isn't that just like life? This is the crazy part about Naaman. Naaman is is, is chill. But um, where this concept came from is this. Okay, my wife brought up this and I had to research it because um, invisible illness refers to any medical condition that is not outwardly and visible to others, even to healthcare professionals. Invisible illness encompasses a broad range of conditions, including a heart disease, diabetes, psychiatric illness, autoimmune disorders, and even cancer, which is connected to another breakdown. I know I'm getting deep. This is going to make sense, friends. Okay. But uh, invisible disability, which is similar in scope and can be defined as a physical, mental, or neurological condition that is not visible from the outside. Could it be Naaman? Leper. Uniform. Sick. Understand something about leprosy. This is a little graphic. Ancient leprosy began as small red spots on the skin. Before too long, the spots got bigger and started to turn white with the sort of shiny, scaly appearance. Pretty soon, the spots spread all over the body and hair began to fall. Just to let you know, you saw me cover up my bald head with a hat. Uh, Leprosy is not my nickname, friends. Um, 
But then from the eyebrows, as things got worse, fingernails and toenails became loose. And they started to rot and even eventually fall off. Joints and fingers and toes began to rot and fall piece by piece. Gums uh, lost their grip. And imagine smiling and a tooth in the middle of grin and just, ooh. <laughs> Leprosy. You can see picturesque in a way leprosy and the decrepitness, this devastating thing that had this man who was on point, this man who was second in command, this man who was known and respected was sick. We actually just got back from Israel and went to a location. Okay, the, the location is called, uh, okay, in, in Aramaic, it's called Kisar El Yahud. And that sounds pretty good for those that don't know what that means. It's just the Jordan River. And it's the part of the Jordan River, the western side, where the water okay, is, it looks a little bit, the best picture in today's world, it looks a little bit like um, uh, chocolate milk. Right? We imagine in the Bible as we read it, we uncover it. We imagine this beautiful flowing river um, with, with blue waters and fluid and flowing. Thank you, sir. And fluid and flowing. And, uh, but this particular part of the Jordan is muddy and murky and dingy and gross. Here, friends, is the traditional site where historians know that Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. This is also the site, the location where Joshua um, parted the swelling Jordan. Now it's much more narrow, but then it was much more wider and the swelling of the Jordan was intense and it would take many people out. This is another location that I referenced earlier, Elijah, the prophet, smite, where it says that he ancient um, traditions say that this was the vicinity that he ascended to heaven. History is all in this location. When you look at this chocolate milk river. I'm just painting a picture for you. So you got the color chocolate milk. OK, just throw your Oreos in there. You know, I'm just kidding. That's kind of gross. All right. So throwing that out there, friends, is it's like that. OK, so we have naming. We have this situation. OK, but there is an observation I want to throw your way. There, there's something I, I want to submit to you. OK, I'm going to read verse three just really quick again. Verse three says, um, then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would have healed him of leprosy. Here's why I bring it up. It's because to establish this whole text of where I'm going is this very point. The way this daughter, the way this baby girl in someone else's house poses the question, she poses a possibility that if you look at the text, you can see. My old pastor used to say this. He said things like um, good preachers ask good questions. Great preachers ask great questions of the text. 
And this young lady um, who was taken from her home shows me that there is hope. Because if I put my shoes in the mama's side, I can see out the gate that the mama would be upset that their baby was taken. Would you agree for your moms? Any moms in the house? Okay. The dad would be going crazy. I wish someone would take my daughter. I, I wish someone would. Right? Where are my dad's at? You dad, you here? You here? I'm right there. I'm right there. Okay. And, and the reality is that God allowed this baby girl to go to this Syrian okay, warrior's house where Steve, the daughter, served his wife. Now, I love this because the daughter was bold and it lets me know that um, you can be someone's slave, but she was free because if you know the Lord, you are free indeed. She was in their house declaring the God of Jehovah. And that lets me know that if a baby girl can declare truth, we can declare truth. It takes us standing up and standing up for the things that we believe. Why are we afraid today to stand up for what we believe? God is calling us to be declarers. And if a daughter in a foreign country can be in a house all by herself, the scripture doesn't say her family was there. The scripture doesn't say she had all the comfort. The scripture says she was by herself with the maiden declaring that Jesus is Lord. Really, Jehovah is God in Israel and there is a prophet in the land that can heal you. But here's how she poses the question. This is what's unique. She said, oh, that my master would see that there is a prophet in Israel that can heal him of his leprosy. This lets me know something. Could it be that Naaman wrestled with this first observation? This disease that was plaguing him from the inside out. Could it be that Naaman wrestled with Invisible pride. Leprosy is visual. Leprosy is seen. So those that are Bible scholars, you probably called me out and said, no, nah, you're not preaching about something that's visible. Oh, what? You're talking about the leprosy that was covered up? No, I'm talking about invisible pride. The way the question was posed is the possibility to consider that this young girl, this young girl had posed it before. And where are my husbands in the place? My husband's here. Put your hands up in the air. Wave them like you just do care. OK, so um, you got to understand that your wife, when she has some, she cares about you. When she sees something that's bad, better for you or good for you, she's going to bring it up. If she saw or heard something from baby girl that you can be whole, I guarantee she brought it up I know my wife honey you need to call the doctor I know babe thank you I love you <laughs> I appreciate you oh you didn't really look at me when you said that look at me uh honey I love you <laughs> I heard you I'll do it tomorrow I'm watching the game baby you know <laughs> just keep it chill right I know you didn't hear me. Uh, I need you to look at me and I need you to turn off the TV. Oh, <laughs> honey, I did hear you. I appreciate you. Thank you. You don't have to text me. You don't have to send an email to me. You don't have to tell. Me. I hear you. Right. I know any good wife is going to make sure her hubby knows that there is a prophet in Israel, especially if she knows her husband is hiding behind all his armor and sick. 
Could it be that he was wrestling with invisible pride? And let me throw this in there. Could it be that he was wrestling with invisible stubbornness? Can anybody say that we might have a little bit of invisible stubbornness in our life? I'm not using my syllables because when you're stubborn, you can't really articulate. You're like, I don't really want to do it. <laughs> this is just one of those real messages because sometimes some scriptures, some texts bust all into our life. Other texts subtly uh, slip in and they stab us to realize, oh, <laughs> that's me. Naaman is no different than any one of us. Okay. Friend, let me ask you, are you struggling with an invisible fill in the blank? Some of some of us wrestle with an invisible insecurity. Some of us wrestle with an invisible attitude. Mm. Some of us wrestle with an invisible um, jealousy. That's running rapid in our culture. But the people of God need to be strong and vibrant. Some of us are wrestling with invisible unforgiveness. I mean, <laughs> you fill in the blank. The reality is, is, is it's about to go left. The suddenly of God requires us to change because when we step into it, when we walk into it, we can't bring what we came in there with. We can't walk with our attire and fire and our drip and swag and miss out on the possibility that he wants to take us left. But we want to bring invisible something. What's more invisible to us, undetected by our eyes, is visible by the God of all eyes. Do you know his name? One of his name is the multi-breasted one. Okay, that literally means, okay, he's so multifaceted that he has eyes on all sides. This is why Ezekiel saw all these eyes. He sees in that direction, this direction. Nothing is hidden from him who have to do. So why would we hide something? And let it fester like mildew in Florida in the midst of July. By the way, I, that's not something I like. I didn't know I was going to move to Florida and have to deal with mildew and keep it clean. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, why'd you move here? I don't know, Lord. <laughs> but I know now because he's established something with friends and people. And he's confirmed his word and my family is growing and he's challenging me to be free at freedom. I don't know about y'all. He's challenging me to be free at freedom and I can be free. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Can you put those hands together? We just having fun today. Okay. so here's a few things. He gets a letter from his king. Writes it and sends it to Israel. When he writes it and sends it to Israel, the letter reads what it says. Hey, let it be known. I'm sending my man. This is my language. If I'm talking with Pastor Israel, let it be known. I'm sending my man to you. Heal his heal him. Right. 
Now, you got to understand, if you read First Kings, okay, in chapter 20 through 24, you see that this Syrian king and man went and beat up this area. So a letter like this of this request, it says, hold up, bro. You trying to sabotage? You trying to quarrel? Who do I look like a man that can heal? Are you crazy? And the king got defensive. So much so that it caused the king to rip his shirt, rip his clothes, rip, which is not. Kings don't do that. That's actually an embarrassing attribute for a king to do that. Rip his stuff and cause him to do that and says, who do you think I am? But the text actually underscores that this man, the king, had some issues as well because the king knew there was a prophet in the land and yet didn't have a relationship. Isn't it crazy to know that God can solve and resolve something, but you don't use it until when he puts it in your face? You should have relationship, but you're not taking advantage and doing what you're supposed to do. But God makes sure Elijah, the prophet, knows because his ears are open and he sends word. Hey, hey, uh, king. Somebody say king. 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 Yo, yo, king. Uh, Send, send, send bruh to me. Send, send, send him to me. Send him to Samaria. He asks the king, uh, why are you tearing your clothes, dog? Those are nice clothes. So Naaman gets on his horse. I don't know. That's the galloping sound. I was trying to, I was imagining it better. Okay, he he gets on his horse and he heads all the way to Samaria and goes to the prophet's door. Right. He goes to the prophet's door. Could you imagine? He knocked on the door and then stood back in his uniform. I mean, you got to put yourself into the text. Okay, this man is proud. This man is is second in command. This man showed up. The Bible says that he brought all kinds of stuff. I mean, come on, y'all. You you gonna leave me by myself, <laughs> right? I love the prophet. Because if a prophet is a prophet, he hears from the Lord because he's the voice of God to the people and the voice of people to God. And he heard from God. Don't 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 go to the door. <laughs> right. He's not a bill, a bill collector. Don't go to the door. Send your servant and tell him what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. The prophet said, go go over there um, to the Jordan and you dip. Go, 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 go. You got that. That's all you need to do. Peace. Could, could you imagine? Could you imagine naming? Right. What? I came all this way. Friends, I need to tell you something from Damascus all the way to Samaria is 100 miles. Whatever car you drive on three. I do this with my youth. Can you yell out what car you, you drive on three? One, two, three. Yeah, whatever that is. Even in a car, I heard you, sir. Even in a car, 100 miles is a long time. Imagine on a horse. How long did that take? 
And he told the man, Naaman, who is with all this pomp and circumstance, he came all the way to the prophet's house. I'm coming to get my healing. Go. What? Put yourself in the text and see the clarity of the text. Do you understand that the Jordan River was 32 miles away? I already came 100, and now you want me to resaddle back up? Come on, bruh, and and go all the way. Sorry, I'm living in animation. I can't help it. You're catching me. Okay, I see things in a cartoon. This is how I live my life. Pray for me. Okay, and he's expecting him to go all the way back to the Jordan. Wouldn't you be hot? Wouldn't you be furious? Wouldn't you be upset? Wouldn't you be tripping? Okay, because you came to get a healing. The daughter said in your own house, you hear your wife in your ear saying, honey, you need to go. Honey, there's a healing available. Honey, you need to go. And this is where I think naming this is my I got five simple attributes that I'm going to throw your way and we're going to pray. Okay, but this is where I think Naaman could have got a changed heart, a changed situation much earlier. I think he might have helped himself overcome this disease of invisible pride that was eating out of him. Number one, if you're taking notes, okay, is, is this. He has or his need was not a bad thing. Especially for men, we, we really struggle with this because uh, we don't want to tell nobody that we have a need. We struggling. <laughs> We're going through, but we walk in like... <laughs> How you doing? Man, I'm good. What's up with you, man? You kind of got a limp. Nah, I don't got no limp. Right? What's wrong with you, bro? Nothing. You need some help? Nope. Having a need is okay. Your need is an opportunity for someone. Your need is an opportunity. God sends pastors to a church because revival is coming and he prepares for the need beforehand. So if you can't speak what your need is, there's someone already being put in position to serve you. But yet you don't want to share it yet. You're good. Number two. Somebody say number two. Number two. Okay. Um, It's okay to ask for help. So practical. Having a need is okay, but it's okay to ask for help. You got to understand something. Asking for help is a gateway to an opportunity of change. Okay? Jesus made it clear. I don't know if your Bible says this, but mine has been yelling at me, and it says, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Mm. That's so blatant, okay, that Jesus says, hey, Micah, okay? Uh, ask. I never seen anyone roll up on Jesus in the scripture and Jesus said, nah, I don't got time for you, bro. Get out of my face. He even went to the Pharisees house. He even talked to the people. He even asked questions for their questions and listen. And why do we refuse to ask for help? Doesn't the scripture say that he, according to Psalm 34, is close to the brokenhearted? So why don't we show that we have a need and open up our mouths? 
Again, God is raising up people and supplying and blessing people to help. We are the body of Christ. I love this church because on Sunday nights I work at a church. It is my joy, if I can, to get in this house. There's something in this house that God is releasing and it blesses my life. And I leave on Sunday and go on Monday and I walk. I walk a little proud like, yeah, praise God. I got a little bit of freedom. I don't know about y'all, but when God shows up in the space and place, he fortifies our city. And I called Pastor Israel. Last week he was praying for me. Facts. Because I said something. Okay. Number three. Number three. All right. Let's read verse 11 real quick. Uh, But Naaman became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord, his God, and wave his hand over the place and heal this leprosy. There's a few things in the scripture that I got to underscore. Sometimes we're looking for healing. um, Well, let me don't let me get ahead of myself. Number three. Number three is this. Realize that you can't control everything. Mm. You can't control everything. Now, bless you, sir. Uh, uh, You have to understand something, and and it's just something to throw in your way. And maybe I'm tripping here, but does anyone like to control the scenario? Oh, you're going to leave me by by myself up here? Okay. Some people like to control it. And I'm not throwing no shade because I'm in the shade. (laughs) Right? Here's the reality, though. Realize that you can't control everything. We know that to be true because the mighty man of valor. And and let me just underscore that. Um, It's rare in the scriptures that people call are called a mighty man of valor. He is likened unto David and to Gideon and the, the mighty men of David. And so if this man was called the mighty man of valor, he had to be mighty. And yet he was with the king. Yet he walked with the king. He talked with the king. He rolled with the king. So he expected kingly things. We know that he wanted to do things his way because um, uh, it says that he brought 750 pounds of silver and 150 pounds of gold and 10 fresh fits. Could you understand royal fits? They got that good Egyptian fabric that clothes your body. And he wanted to bless. He was expecting all kinds of stuff. Okay, scholars believe that he brought one point two million dollars from Syria to Israel to get his healing. That's a lot of milli millies. I just need to borrow about two hundred thousand. Two hundred (laughs) fifty. Here's the reality, friends, is. You could see their desperation. They knew it was worth something. They knew that it it required something. But to show up in someone else's crib and think you can just pay someone and get what you want is erroneous. Sometimes we want to just pay someone to do something and we think we have control because we put some money in their bag. I don't want that kind of business. I've had people that try to pay me and then they think they own me. 
This is why I love the prophet. The prophet just shut that down. Show up. Don't show up at my crib with no money talking about I'm getting my miracle my way. Open up the door. This is what the text say. Right. Should I be like Pastor Israel? I'm a little petty. I love you, bro. I love you. I would have tripped off and busted all. Prophet, you going to come out and see me. He might have get he might have got struck with lightning, though. (laughs) (laughs) here's the reality friends hopefully I'm making you laugh but you're seeing the truth the reality of the text is he tried to do it his way and God is not about that if God is about to turn us left if God is about to turn up and show off and flex there's something we need to understand it's not going to be the way it used to be it's not going to be how we calculated the revival is going to show up in the method and in the time that he's showing up he is preparing something for freedom and we simply need to be ready We simply need to realize and recognize that we cannot do it the way we think. We can't control it. And he was furious and he went away with rage. And you can imagine that. I got I came all the way 100 miles and I got to go back 32 miles and my horse ain't even drank any water. And you got why? We also know that he didn't want to be baptized in the murky Jordan. He said, how come Ananiah or uh, let me just say it correct. I'm sorry, friends. Okay. Um, um, Abana and Farpar are the rivers, clear water in Damascus. Why can I go back to Damascus and dip in there? That lets you know he wanted to do it his own way. And if you traveled all the way to Israel, if you traveled all the way to Samaria to get a healing, God wants you to do it his way because he's God and we are created by him. I'm grateful he created me and he told me what to do and I'd rather do it his way and live and be blessed and walk in the doors he opens than to uh, be Jack, try to do it my way and go off tripping. Here's the reality. This, this is very clear. If he with leprosy would have stepped in and bathed and dunked in these clear rivers, leprosy, and he would have been healed, it would have came off and they would have seen his weakness. And it would have messed with his pomp and circumstance. It would have messed with his facade. But there's something to, and this is the fourth thing, there's something to obeying God, friend. Okay, the fourth attribute, the fourth attribute is simple. Faith isn't always a clean process. Faith isn't always a clean process. The murky Jordan River, the chocolate milk river, okay, is a unique space and place that um, if he had to dip, I don't know what's in there. The waters you can't see, but sometimes the Lord allows the season to be cloudy because he's working something out for your good. He allows you not to know what's coming behind your uh, decision of obedience because he's working out something for your good. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you need to know he's working out something for your good. He's moving while you can't see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things yet not seen. Somebody say amen. 
This is very powerful and realizing the power of the possibility that we can step into this Jordan River, this murky miracle. I should have called the message a murky miracle because perhaps God wants you to step into a cloudy space and come out different. A muddy miracle. It is okay to get dirty. Getting dirty shows that you can do something with God. Getting dirty shows that if someone else has to come up, you are not too proud to get dirty to draw them out of the muck. I said this before, but Freedom Church needs to know if your name is Freedom, people are coming here to get free. So dirty people are coming. People with pomp and circumstance are coming because Freedom lives here. I got to take a a 10 second praise break. Father, we just thank you today for who you are. We thank you for who you are. We bless you for who you are. My last point is super simple. Okay. Elisha, the prophet, saw something that was very clear. Naaman needed to be humbled. He needed to be humbled, friends. And the fifth part is this. Humility is always better. It's always better. Sometimes change, salvation comes where God has to humiliate us. If you were to recall in your life, have you ever been embarrassed? And the embarrassment actually shapes your perspective? Sometimes he calls us to get low, to bow down, dip, not one time, not three times, seven of them, dip when you want to stand proud. God is about to do something miraculous in this church. And he is assembling a body of believers that are not too proud to get low. That are not too proud to reach. That every socioeconomical background, every black man, every white man, every Asian man, every Latin man, can receive the freedom that's trumpeted here. Humility is always better. Two scriptures. And then I'm going to pray. First Peter 5, 6 says, Therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Proverbs 11:2 says when pride comes then comes shame but with the humble is wisdom. And here we land at our end. 2 Kings 5:14 says so he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean we focus on that he was cleaned outwardly. But if he was just cleaned outwardly, then he, the prophet would have said, just dip one time. There was a humbling taking place 
he was clean inwardly. Because God wants to cleanse you from the inside out. He wants to establish you. Can you stand up on your feet? I want you to consider something just for a moment. As you bow your heads. Perhaps God is calling for a church that is high but lives lowly. You got to understand, I said this earlier to someone, is that where there's a measure of success, a reservoir of pride is close. I've, I've done it. I've lived it. And we have to guard ourselves because God wants to entrust something to us, more to us. And as all heads are bowed and all minds shut, I want to ask you just to evaluate your heart. Is there something invisible that is undetected living on the inside of you? When I said that, what was the attribute that you surfaced? Do you have some attitudes? Do you have some hidden laziness? Maybe hidden pride. Maybe hidden unforgiveness. Something that your dad did 13 years ago that you still keep right in front of your face. The Lord wants you to dip so that you can be the best servant for what's coming. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm praying under the sound of my voice for every family member in this place, every dad and every mom, every daughter of heaven and every son, every uncle and every aunt, that you would fall fresh today. That, God, we wouldn't just focus on the outward things that rot us, but we would give more focus on the inward things that can rot us. Those of us that are in positions, those of us that are not, those of us who are struggling, those of us that are hiding it. Reveal, heal, so the enemy can't steal. Father, we submit our life to you. Now I want to give you an opportunity. If you need to repent of anything, it's not always sin. Sometimes it's a crazy habit of doing too much. Father, every person under the sound of my voice, would you touch them? Would you impart your hand upon them? Maybe you're calling them to dip in the Jordan in the murkiness. It takes faith to go in a dirty thing and actually come up clean. We bless you. We thank you in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. If you would like to learn more about who we are and what we believe at Freedom Church, then make sure you visit our website at freedomchurchfamily.com. You will find it easy to invest in this ministry as well as be a part of our upcoming events. 
Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this one. We pray you accept this gift of freedom and share it with someone you know. 